Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the GVG cast. Can you hear me? That's the important question. Can you hear us right now? <laughs> that is always the important question. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear there is Ash Polson, the man with the most luscious lips in gaming. Hey, Ash. Oh my goodness. Luscious lip? Wow, I wasn't ready for that. I mean, wow. I'll take it though. I'll, I'll, I'll have my lips be luscious today. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm here. I'm it excited. Got... I'm, I'm here with you, John. I've never done an episode of GVG cast with you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been here for a while now, and we've just never crossed paths. Um, we've done a couple of earlier shows to accommodate me, but it's usually been Derek, Daniel, and Brandon. Um, and not done one with Steve either. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And Steve is still at work. Uh, and normally I would. Well, at least I think he is, because it's Veterans Day in the U.S. today, and that's why I personally have got the day off. And I was actually able to join you for an earlier show for once, because normally I'd be working right now. But uh, today, I don't have to worry about that. So I get to join all of you fine gentlemen on an earlier GBG cast at the John Friendly earlier time. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We've also got Brandon Miracle, whose beer Hello. I want to get lost in. Hello, Brandon. You can. You're invited. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Daniel Alba, the man with the most glorious hair in the world. Well, thank you. <laughs> always good to start a show with compliments um no fellas idea. we've had a few super chats before we started so i'll read those out real quick uh the very first one was gonna be a news topic but i think it's worth discussing right now so two pounds from alan wilkinson who says mm. rest in peace kevin conroy who unfortunately passed away today at yeah. 66 years old um for those who don't know that's animated batman uh yeah huge loss he's been batman legend like everything since yeah. the animated series not every single thing but almost everything and i actually i found out last night and it gutted me because i had uh, dinner with my dad last night and he and uh, my dad were obviously very close as fellow voice actors and so uh you know he i he found out before the rest of the world because he got you know kind of a call from one of his friends and he told me and it definitely like we had a bit of a somber moment at dinner last night because it was just so sudden yeah, I, I wish I had more of a childhood with him, but um, I actually came around on the Batman animated series later on in life. Oh, um, okay. I, sort of, I discovered him through um, Arkham, Batman Arkham Asylum. And yeah, then went yeah. back um, and yeah. sort of watched his earlier stuff because he left a really solid impression. Um, but yeah, well, I, he's irreplaceable. Uh, one of the, Absolutely. Probably my favorite Batman. Um, he is he Batman lost. to me. Yeah. Like when I when I see Batman, I mm -hmm. don't care what version of it. I hear even if it's one of the live action versions, I just always hear Kevin Conroy's voice. Yeah. Before, I, yeah, it's just he to me. He embodies Batman. Yeah. Um, we also had a few other super chats though. We got ten euros from Jackomon, who says, "With three episodes left of the Pokemon anime, do you think it will officially end to make room for miniseries like Evolutions, Generations, Twilight Wings, and Origins?" What do you think? As much as I love the nah. miniseries and the directions that they go and the uh, the perspectives that they take, um, I don't. I think Pokemon Company is not gonna ever stop the actual animated series for for multitude of reasons. One of them just being the money <laughs> involved. Too iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The way it makes money hand over fist. Why would they're not gonna ever stop that? Unless it stops making money, which I don't see happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And they they have rebooted. Or like reimagined um, Ash, right. Ash's series a few times. They can always just do that again. They just start him off getting his starter in Pallet Town again. I mean, they've they've done it recently with the with the movies. The movies, yeah. Well, I already saw a few people say that the the, the next thing they want to see happen is a rematch between Ash and Giovanni, because technically oh, yeah. 
<laughs> they never really got to have their full match, and it's kind of uncertain between them who would actually win. So now that Ash is a champion, sure. now Giovanni, I guess, maybe is next. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. where do you go from here? That's, that's yeah. the question. We'll talk about Pokemon more later, though, because mm -hmm. there's some big news with Pokemon. Um, but one last Super Chat. $5 from Jaden Buck, who says, Crazy Question Fridays. Crazy Question number 58. How different do you think the world would be if every time zone was exactly the same? A lot less complicated for me trying to schedule off all, all the stuff uh, I do for the, the Patreon would, and everything. A dumb answer. The world would be flat if every time zone was the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I imagine that we would all just like say 6 p.m. and it would mean the same thing everywhere. But your 6 p.m. would be light and my 6 p.m. would be dark. I think we'd just would change how we operate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our times would be yeah. the same. Because yeah. like, yeah, because then it's it'd be hard to schedule things because we have to like learn each other's sleep schedule, and then we would just make a, a time lock based off that, yeah. and then we would have time again, time zones again. <laughs> we'd have to describe the sun and the moon to each other. Like, what we'll to use sundials my again? Moon is fairly high. Where's your moon? <laughs> this is a slight tangent, but this is just my perfect chance to get in really quickly. How much I detest daylight saving time and i wish i hate it i want to abolish it i hate i love winter i love fall my favorite seasons of the year but i hate when it gets dark at like 5 p.m i don't like it can we just abolish dst please that's all it's my little rant i'm done i've had my time we know that you're capable of that chat abolish it <laughs> abolish um, it <laughs> please yeah. we have Edmerson. one more super chat come in from aramis burmus 50 dollars. hey gvg crew good luck with the cast won't be able to watch live but all the best Thank you, oh, so thank, much. You thank you so much. Always, yeah, as always for your thank generosity. You. Uh, and thank always you so much. Yeah. yeah. Guys, this last week has been a very big week in gaming. Oh, there sure has been has. the release of not only God of War Ragnarok, but also Sonic Frontiers. And I know this panel has mostly <laughs> gravitated towards a certain blue guy, but Brandon, you played with an, a guy who's not blue as well. I did. Did you like it? It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who have uh I don't know who here has played the original God of War or the 2018 game. Uh but if you remember how incredible that how incredibly that game opens, mm -hmm. uh they just match that here and in some right. ways surpass it. That was my favorite part of God of War 2018. Like um, I, I, I like that game. Um it hasn't quite hit like the the classic status for me, but that opening um, I don't think the game ever quite matched that that energy again. So mm -hmm. Ragnarok doing um sort of matching that that sounds great. Because yeah. I'm kind mm -hmm. of where you are with it, John. Like I played for the first five or six hours, and I I've tried to to get back into it multiple times since, and it just hasn't grabbed me the same way the opening did. And I know it's an awesome game, but I just I don't know. It it just hasn't. I I haven't been able to stick with it for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm very invested in the narrative. Uh, as far as gameplay is concerned it's it's the same game it's <laughs> so far it feels pretty much exactly it looked like like it. the first one uh -huh. yeah uh which is not a not a bad, yeah, thing. Not a bad thing right um, I mean, god of war one two three and ascension are you know when it comes down to they're the same game but um yeah well, gameplay wise but that doesn't mean you know they're they're worthless they're all great games and I, yeah you know, I, uh oh sorry brandon oh i was just gonna say i'm i'm hopeful that the game can kind of match that opening energy more frequently throughout right. the rest of the adventure. Um, I'm only 
I want to say I'm only about three or four hours in at this point, but so far, nothing but positive things to say. Awesome. Well, I'll get around to it at some point. There's just been so many games coming out lately, um, but God of War's yeah. on the list. It is important to note, John, that Neoxen says in our YouTube chat that God of War does have gyro aiming. Sony's been great at that they lately. They have to play it. I know, they, have, yeah. they really have. And it adds the Last some... of Us, Horizon, Days Gone. <laughs> like They've been doing lots of uh, gyro stuff lately. Good on Sony. Like, and I just, it, when it's not there, I miss the lack of it so much. I mentioned this in a previous GVG cast, but I but I really enjoy, you know, I, I have a good time with Power Watch Simulator, but I, but I play it on Game Pass, and mm. Xbox doesn't have gyro, and I I hate using the little th right thumbstick movements to aim. I just, I want to aim like with gyros. Time, so that, yeah. that would be perfect for Power Wash Simulator. And it, it'll happen on other platforms, but it's just, ah, man, it, it adds so much gyro aiming. I, when um, Master Chief Collection came to Steam, I um, hooked up a DualShock 4 and played that with gyro. And I was matching PC players with a controller. Like, it really does um, diminish the bar. And it feels great. And then when, when I eventually came back to playing on Xbox again, it just felt like something was missing. Um, you know, Xbox have like these elite controllers which cost like hundreds, but no gyro. Just put gyro in one of them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've, got, you've got some of the biggest games in the world like now, like Fortnite has gyro. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like it's just becoming more of a standard these days. But for some reason, Microsoft hasn't decided to put it in their controller yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, rechargeable um, batteries. Or chargeable batteries. <laughs> uh, enough complaining about Microsoft because we have all played Sonic Frontiers. Ooh. And um, Daniel, yeah. what are you thinking? I'm thinking that um, I'm pleasantly surprised by what this game has been doing. I don't know if it's because I had low expectations based on other Sonic games in the past, but <laughs> uh, I'm liking what it's doing. The, the whole free roaming area. Uh, I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier, yesterday, John. Um, yeah, the free bit. roaming area is 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 pretty it's pretty it's pretty it feels good to run around as sonic and control sonic as he is in that in that area um i win options and i start to toggle all the little settings like his turning speed his 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 uh stuff was able to make it so that it feels a lot more comfortable to move around and traverse the area and um i feel like he he controls a lot better in the open world than he does in like he the does. cyberspace levels Totally. And uh, I think yeah. I think you had similar um, comments about cyberspace as well. I believe so, right, John? Yeah, I mean, um, we recently did a video on Sonic Forces, and I spent a sizable section just complaining about the jump. And um, I don't think they've entirely fixed it here. Like, uh, no, if you try turning Sonic around, like if you jump forward and try holding back, he won't just turn back. He has to go in a circle first before he can do that. And when mm -hmm. it comes to precision platforming, that doesn't feel great. But another thing about the jump is once you jump, Sonic's speed just, for some reason, it just it stops and yeah. it comes to a halt. And, um, and the only way to get a burst of speed is to do the mid-air dash, which is great. I, I love that move, but I just wish the jump was better. Uh, with that said, though, while I think cyberspace has its issues because of the jump, the open world is so fun. It's so it fun really just moving is. Sonic mm -hmm. around the sandbox. Um, and I'm I'm adoring this game. I'm very very close to the end. I'm on the final bit. I've done 100% on all the other islands. So I've clearly been having a good time with this. But I have my issues. But I I think it's a huge step forward for Sonic. And um, by the way, the level designer for Sonic Forces got promoted for this game. He is now the overall game designer. What what a 
What a turnaround. glow up. What a turnaround, yeah. yeah. Wow. Of course, that guy. Um, yeah, incredible. Uh, I, I love the narrative. The writing's great. I love all the callbacks of previous games. Like, Ian I'm having a great time with the Frontiers. Flynn, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, of course, but certain things happen, and there are certain callbacks to other games that you don't see coming. And I just, I got, I saw one of those things last night while I was playing, and I'm like, this is, where is this going? I, I feel like the Sonic lore fan in me is finally being rewarded after years and years of going away from that adventure era of storytelling mm -hmm. it's it's we're going back to like that that kind of loose continuity uh, like facet of sonic storytelling and i love it and some of the character writing at least so far i've only seen uh you know the first of sonic's friends that you meet on the first island but it's, it's some of the best character writing we've seen yet and it's yeah. not surprising it's ian flynn but yeah, I, I agree with what you said too, John. Just moving Sonic around that open world. Like, I think one of the smartest things they did with this game is not uh, limit Sonic's boost unnecessarily. You can mm -hmm. boost around all the time and it feels so good. And when you get, uh, when you max out on rings and you get the speed boost, you, yeah, they nailed like the, the best thing <laughs> I can say. And there, I like a lot about this game, but the best thing I can say is that they nailed the feeling of being Sonic running around at crazy speeds and it just feels so, so empowering i love it i love it i have uh one weird complaint um i don't know why they i don't know why they did it this way so you can upgrade yourself in two different ways there's your your attack your defense and yeah. then your 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 speed and your rings and for some reason the attack and defense like if you've got enough orbs you can go from like level one to level 16 but for your speed you've got to keep talking to the guy for every single so level annoying. why did oh, they do gosh. it that way yeah why they do I agree. That? I, have, are... uh... <clears throat> I have more complaints when it comes to the uh, <laughs> to the leveling system. It doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. You don't broken. feel it, do you? <laughs> it just, it, it just, there's it just really numbers really... that go up, and you're just like, okay, yeah. I don't. It, it's I not say... even. It, it's, oh, it's not even so much that. Uh, so, like for instance, you can upgrade Sonic Speed, but when you have max rings and you boost, you run it. Sonic's maximum top speed anyway. So that leaves me wondering, is this even a necessary thing to tinker with? Mm -hmm. uh, you can increase his ring count, which makes that harder to achieve. Uh, but then you can use the side loop infinitely and just get your rings back. Yeah. I've yeah. not been upgrading my rings at all. I've just gone all for speed. I haven't either. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, And that's part of the problem. I feel like these upgrades are superfluous. They couldn't commit to the yeah the concept that they built in sure. because you can you can just go fish at big's fishing spot for like oh, 30 yeah. minutes and upgrade yourself yeah. 30 or 40 times you can i yeah. i just wish it was a little bit more organic and that you felt that change a little bit more yeah i agree. i um i'm not a big fan of skill trees generally um i think in rpgs where you're building yourself like proper rpgs i think they can work but i'm not a fan of them being put into most AAA games um and I, I'm kind of relieved that the skill tree in Sonic Frontiers is so small. <laughs> like, I got all my skills yeah. by the second island, I want to say, like by, towards the mm -hmm. end of that. Maybe, maybe I, the beginning of the third. I have two minds on that, because on one hand, I'm not like the biggest fan of skill trees either. But at, at the same time, I, I feel like the game's economy in terms of skill points is all, is all weird. Because I, I agree. Like, I feel like I'm probably going to have the skill tree, skill tree done 
by the end of the second island. And I, I kind of want to be upgrading Sonic throughout the whole game. And I know there are the levels, of course, but as we were just saying, they don't feel that meaningful in, in actual execution. Yeah. So I do mm -hmm. wish there was a bit, either I wish there was more to the skill tree or I wish you needed more skill points to unlock everything on it. Because yeah. it just seems and, like you're maxing it out too early. And then the issue I run into with that, uh, and this specifically comes in the form of combat, which I was surprisingly, uh, pleasantly surprised by in the fact that I was actually enjoying it a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of those abilities that you can unlock are so incredibly overpowered yeah. that, like, mm -hmm. I, I'm i not going to spoil the, the second Titan boss, but I'll just say I beat him in four attacks. And it was the most, like, anticlimactic thing I've ever experienced. And it's because I used the homing shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Some of those mini-bosses have, um, I think they're meant to have multiple phases. But if you just keep whacking them on the first phase, you can get them down easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I found I it weird though. because punching, I was not seeing anything happen to that health yeah. meter. Yeah. But then I used that homing was... shot, and, like, a whole quarter of the HP bar goes away. <laughs> That would yeah, be with the first I boss. Yeah, I had issue with the first boss, yeah. So, I yeah, felt like I was hitting it forever until I figured out I should just start using my actual other special attacks that actually did something. But even yeah. then, like, it's cool, the 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 spectacle of that first Titan boss, but I feel like mm -hmm. the, the HP spoilers that he was kind of made that come to a halt, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I do love that Super Sonic's being utilized, though. Like, for the last yes. few games, I like actually it. He wasn't even yeah. in the game. He was a DLC code. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid, I, yeah. I, I, like, I like Super Sonic being in the stages, but I missed those, you know, those climactic little battles, yeah. And yeah. now he's, he's scattered throughout the game. I love it. I love these Super Sonic moments. Yeah, that first boss fight is is something else. With everything when it, everything comes together, the you know the spectacle of it all, the music, the like music. that first boss thing mm -hmm. is so yes. ridiculously over the top. It goes and I so love hard, it so much. Yeah, and and I also want to want to take a moment to praise the cyberspace music because I know a lot yeah. of the same people who didn't like Sonic Forces' soundtrack for its EDM, you know, inspiration probably feel the same way about cyberspace's music. But personally, I love EDM and I think it's great, and I love the Otani continues to draw from that well of inspiration i know it's not for everyone but personally i'm here for it and I think this I'm cyberspace seems a vibe honestly there's some really good ones they are, right? i'm they really are i was pleasantly surprised to not hear green hill and sky sanctuary and have something else play it kind of fits the whole different aesthetic that the entire game has that it's just different yeah. and it's it's cyberspace it's not the actual place that you're you're used to and in, yeah yeah it just it felt like it works really well into itself I've, I, I've totally got my problems with this game, but um, I think w when it all comes together as a whole, I just have a good time with it. Like, it the mm -hmm. hours sink away. It's hard to stop. Like, um, earlier on, I was going to stop playing, but then I was like, yeah. oh, but I've got to the cyberspace level, but what's over there? There's a challenge. It's just, it's so hard to put the I game. I had the yeah. same issue. Yeah. It does a really good job of, like, naturally guiding the player to all sorts of different areas of interest in the open zones. Like, you never feel like there's nothing to do, which is such a huge problem with open world games in general. Not in Sonic Frontiers. I know it's not technically open world, but it's close enough. But there's something to do everywhere. And even if there's not like a challenge or something to accomplish, you can get on a rail and just go for a cruise and get a bunch of rings and it still feels cool. Mm -hmm. Like there, there are never any moments of true downtime in Sonic Frontiers, which I feel is a, is a pretty huge accomplishment for a game with open world design elements that lean so heavily into them. Yeah. It's just nice to be optimistic about Sonic. Uh, I know we had Mania. Yeah, yeah. Mania was a great moment, but 
Sonic Team Sonic. I'm I'm very happy what they, with what they've done, and hopefully I, this becomes something like a basis for the future. Yeah, I'm really I'm happy really with it. excited to see what the modding community is going to do to this game. They've already started. Yeah, <laughs> I saw and one I, that, um, called like Cyberspace Physics Fixed or something. It's like oh, two wow. days in. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to see. Is I I want to see the the fans kind of take hold of the parts of the game that don't work mm-hmm. uh which unfortunately there are a lot of but yeah like you said the foundational element of the game is strong and i think it can be fixed and i want to see that happen because uh i want to play the game more and enjoy it more than i am <laughs> yeah i know one thing that the physics mod fixes is you know in cyberspace whenever you homing attack an enemy it stops, like it slows down. Yes. And even when you get S ranks, you've got to avoid enemies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it, so it's weird. weird because in the open zone, like some some things you can bounce off really fast, like balloons. Um, and I think it makes sense for combat in the open zone to sort of have that heavy feeling homing attack, but it doesn't make sense in cyberspace. And it's weird that they applied it there. But especially yeah, it feels a, like that mod fixes that. Yeah, especially in a place where you're working to get S ranks and, and speed, basically speed run it, it's weird to have a basic mechanic. Put the momentum to a complete halt when you want to keep on going and going. Like I actively use the boost in midair and such just to make sure that I actually keep going forward and progressing, or just avoid the enemies altogether because that's just faster. Uh-huh. We- we've got Steve in our live audience chat saying we don't want mods, Brandon. Everyone will be naked, and I hate <laughs> to bring this up to Steve because I, I um, hate you know for him to have this image. But technically, isn't everyone except for Amy kind of already? I mean, Sonic just wears shoes. I mean. He's, he's only wearing, wearing gloves? shoes and he gloves. Sorry, gloves, you're right. I guess he's so. Only wearing shoes and gloves. Oh, so. that's a vibe. <laughs> I, I've been I've been rocking <laughs> the I've been rocking the soap shoes. I'm not taking those off. Nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, come the I 14th. Mean, I'm wearing Monster Hunter armor. <laughs> hell yeah. No, uh, there's like definitely you know there is a level of of the usual Sonic Team jank there, but it is mm-hmm. it's so well within acceptable levels, and it to me at least. Is is minor compared to everything the game does right, and and first and foremost for me that is, as I said earlier, just the feeling of running around as Sonic and feeling so powerful. I just 100%. love that that they nailed it. God, I love it. And I assume yeah, you're I all playing the uh, 60 FPS mode, right? Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Same There's here. no other way to play this game, in my opinion. I can't imagine. I tried the 4K mode. I'm like, 4K is great. Uh uh-uh. uh This is Sonic. I need 60 FPS. I want to see it. I nice didn't even give it a chance. Yeah, the moment I got, nah, 60 FPS. Yeah. <laughs> um, Squire in live audience says, does the mod fix uh, Sonic stopping immediately after a lightspeed dash? I, I think it does. Um, that, that's that's something weird too. Uh, lightspeed dash is great in some, some, some cyberspace levels, but if you try using it as like a speedrun mechanic, Sonic stops after that last ring for some reason. I don't know why. Mm, yeah, it's that is weird. Yeah. It's but I like love it being on... Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. It, it's the same problem I had with... Uh smash after melee where you stopped retaining your momentum after a jump i uh, hate that i hate uh, it so much yeah <laughs> i i do love the lightspeed dash being on the left stick though because in like sonic adventure 2 yeah. you, you didn't know if you were gonna roll off an edge if you yeah, didn't right. quite line up properly yeah. no, like, just go, no, no fear or just like yeah. wait for the prompt to show up so you can actually use it and you're not sure if you're just gonna yeah. fly into the nether <laughs> The, the same with the uh, the homing attack being its own button. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing that. You, you know what's interesting is we were talking about how the control, you know, there are obvious control issues in the cyberspace areas, and that's true. And I would say that, you know, the, the jumping feels 
a little bit wonky in the way that 3D Sonic often does, even in the open zone areas. But it, it it's a testament to, I guess, how good the controls are also are in their own way that at least for me, all the platforming challenges in the open zones, like when you're getting the all the different uh, memory tokens and stuff, I can maybe count on one hand the number of times I've actually fallen and, mm. and maybe even just once or twice. Like there are a lot of pretty precise things you got to do to do the little mini optical courses that get you extra memory tokens. But I'm not finding myself fall very often, if ever, really. And that's yeah. a testament to how, how I, I guess, how good the controls are while still feeling a little bit wonky in that normal 3D Sonic way, I guess. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've been trying to do uh, is freestyle a little bit. So, like, you know, I'll I'll finish one platforming challenge and there'll be I'll be up high in the air and I'll see one in the distance and I'll be like, I can make that before hitting the ground. So I'll try to do that. Uh, and, you know, as soon as I shoot off in that direction, the camera will just turn itself around and I'm like, <laughs> Stop stopping me. Yeah. <laughs> I had that issue. really good when you're in the air. Like just pulling off consecutive like homing attack combos, dashing yeah. and yeah. Have you have you guys seen the glitch where if you homing attack into an enemy, but before hitting them, dash and then you go like flying off? Have you seen that? Uh I've not. no, I haven't, but that sounds great. It's great for getting S ranks. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just start your homing attack animation and then dash, you just go flying off. It's good. I, you know, on, on that note, though, and I wouldn't necessarily call them glitches more as much as I would exploits, but I do. I know it's not intentional, and you could call this a criticism, but I, I found myself at least twice last night getting memory tokens or getting to platforms in ways that definitely were not intended. But I also I kind of like that about part, it. Yeah. I like yeah. that you're being encouraged. Kind of physics, yeah. 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 So I found myself devising my own ways to get somewhere by just kind of exploiting the physics system, and I, mm -hmm. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's fun when you um you go through a very intentional route and you go flying uh -huh. off into the air afterwards and then you sort of land into another route and get like yeah. another token. Like that that feels great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it it definitely sounds like we all have our criticisms. It's it's far yeah. from perfect. There Absolutely. is, you know, some jank here, but I think it does more right than it does wrong and I'm having a great time. Yeah. I wouldn't be so passionate about my criticisms if I wasn't enjoying the game. Right. Like yeah. There are so many little things that could make this so much better. Like, I legitimately think the game could be an 8 or a 9 uh, if some of these things were polished. Mm -hmm. It's so close. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just yeah, getting there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, those are our Sonic yaps for now. But did you guys know that this episode is sponsored by The Game Orb? The Game Orb <laughs> is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming system. While, ga with, uh, with, while games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu can be seen on the channel along with others, the game will also be adding Splatoon 3, Super Mario Sunshine, and Fall Guys to the gaming collection. So be sure to subscribe to the game orb at the link in the description below. Thanks, the game orb. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, seriously, the game orb has been nothing but incredible to us from the very beginning. So we always say this every week, but if you have not subscribed, please go subscribe and like and show them all the love, because they've been supporting us since the very beginning. Thanks so and much. And the enemy of this episode is... Slime. <laughs> nice. Get him. Uh, Brandon, I want to talk to you about that slime in a moment. Um, okay. You have encouraged me to install Dragon Quest X with the English translation. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> while I have not had a chance to properly dive in, you have had many a chance to dive in. Uh, Tell us about this elusive game that no one has played. 
so Japanese people. You've all played like a Dragon Quest game before, right? What's it? Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, that's Dragon Quest Ten. It's a Dragon Quest Ten. It's a Dragon Quest game, but with other people. <laughs> Man, Do, does uh... it have similar vibes to Nine in some respects, or is it just like totally? Different. It does. Nine feels like it was the stepping stone to MMO. Mm. Uh, there are support party members that you can rent uh, if you're playing alone. You can play the entire game by yourself and just use those support party members and play it like a traditional Dragon Quest. Or you can team up with your friends and go adventuring together. Uh, it really is just Dragon Quest, but in a populated world. And there's something very magical about that. And it's a real shame that 10 years after launch, it's still not available here. Not even the offline version. This was on the Wii. Uh, Wii, yeah. Wii and PC, then we came to like Wii U, and there's a 3DS streaming version. Um, but yeah, it's still being supported today with expansions. Um, we got the offline version in Japan a few months ago. Uh, there's a demo, if you want to try out the um, offline version. Um, but... Yeah, uh, but thankfully, the first version of Dragon Quest X has been localized into English by fans. That's so the that's entirety what... of it, yes. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's nuts. It's really cool. There's also a... There's, so there's two ways the game is translated. One is injecting the English text into the game where it has been translated, and the other way puts an overlay on the screen and translates untranslated text. Uh... So even after I finish version one, I could theoretically keep playing and still make my way through the game because the important game text is translated. The menus are translated, combat's translated. I can navigate the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I mean, if you have ever been interested in trying this, you know, the first two versions of the game are part of the free trial and uh, they do not require a VPN if you're in the U.S. anymore. I think they still do if you're in Europe. Yeah, I'd use a VPN for mine. Uh, so it's it's more accessible now than it ever has been. You could also just download it on your Switch and play it for free in Japanese. Uh, there's lots of ways to get involved. Um, I'd love to have people show up and say hi because so far it's just me and, and two of my friends. <laughs> is the, the, the few English speakers in this world. Uh, but yeah, I... I think it's great, and I'm having a great time. Almost I'm... 30 hours in already. <laughs> Gee, isn't wow. that pretty much the length of the first expansion? I say expansion, the, the base game. Isn't that pretty much how long I, it is? I think it's about 55 hours. Oh, okay. um, so roughly the length of a regular Dragon Quest entry. I yeah, spent no. a lot of time yesterday with my friend just doing pickup quests, putting skills into our vocations, not even looking at the story. We were just having fun doing all that other stuff so cool nice. I, i'm kind of baffled the square haven't touched this because you know ff14 was such a juggernaut um yeah maybe yeah. they want to yeah. solely focus on that but i don't know i thought offline would be our ticket you know because the, the, there's no need yeah. to bring a whole mmo over they have to translate everything it's just like you you would have think you would have thought that would be the easier option but still nothing that's and even then yeah. Offline is only version one. There's still five entire other adventures that will still not be available in that form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a few more super chats I didn't read out earlier. So we've got Duncan Metcalf with $5, who says, Had a great day yesterday. Played Ragnarok for a couple of hours and saw the new Black Panther. And it made me cry. 
Rest in peace, my king. Nice. I'm seeing it tonight with my wife. We're going to a late night oh, screening, and we are so still. excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Haven't had a chance yet. Um, need to find a day where we can give a media to someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Um, we also got Rec BCQ with five dollars. Who says got here late due to being busy with something else. Did you talk about the Pokemon bit yet? Also, the Sonic talk is killing me. I can't play yet. So there will be some Pokemon talk coming up in just a second. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So stay tuned for that. Really quick though, Rec, I, you said something else. I'm sorry. There's there's life beyond GBG uh, GBG cast. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Something else. What are What's you? more I'm important than this? <laughs> so thank you very much, Rec. Thank you so much. And lastly, ten dollars from Mister Gion Up, who says I'm really enjoying Sonic Frontiers so far. But as a Sonic fan as well, um, all you do, uh. Sorry, let me read that again. But as a Sonic fan as well, as you all do, do you have a fear of Sega possibly dropping the ball after the game in the future? Um, yeah, they've been fairly so consistent with building upon frameworks with modern Sonic. Right. Um, I don't, I don't, I, th I think they're just probably going to polish this up for the next game. I, I would imagine. think so. I mean, I, I, I would think that maybe the biggest risk is that they, you know, they come out with something else that just makes me feel nothing again, like Sonic Forces. I don't think they're going to completely screw it up for me here. Like, I think they've found something that works. And clearly, Sonic Frontiers has tons of rough edges that need ironing out, some issues that need ironing out. But I feel like they've established a really solid foundation here. And given the the reception, it's hard to see them straying too far away from that for the next one. Mm -hmm. We we say this, and yet we get games like Sonic Mania that don't get revisited again, saying, oh, the winning formula is right here. We're just going to make a Sonic Mania 2. No, this series is a green hill zone. You go up and down, and sometimes you do a shuttle loop. Sometimes you go all the way up here, and then you hit right back down again, and then you don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, I, I, I want the series to take this idea and go forward with it and evolve from it from there, but... I, I, I don't know what Sega's planning. Nobody knows what Sega's planning next. Like, it could be no anything. Knows. We could have a Sonic MMO next. Who knows? <laughs> I, I want the return of at least playable Tails and Knuckles in the next game. Like, Please. it doesn't have to be <laughs> every one of Sonic's friends playable, but just the main three, I'd be very happy to have all. And they all have their own intersecting stories, like the adventure games. I would love that. Tails' gameplay... So Tails' gameplay and adventure was so fun. Like flying yeah, in busy yeah. space is awesome. Yeah. And the only time they've done that again, I think, is Sonic 06, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they well technically, a lot of... I guess in Sonic uh, Sonic Heroes, when you could switch to Tails, I, I guess, but... yeah. yeah. And Sonic yeah. Boom. I... <laughs> yeah. Um, there are two more super chats, real quick. So is that is that X Ray Isaac? I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, with one dollar ninety nine, who says Ash is that an Eagle Fang shirt? Yes, it is. They strike first. We'll pre-strike, baby. Hell yeah. And then lastly, Duncan is back with $5. Who says, I am I king? Finish the Kingdom Hearts Cloud Collection. Recommend playing it on other consoles. Oh, yes. Hats off to you. You are kinged for that. Officially kinged. If you finish that entire series on the cloud, on the Switch, yeah, you get the crown, man. The crown is yours. First person I know to do that. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, seriously. Alright, before we move on to the news for this week, has anyone got something they want to say? Any last remarks? Uh, oh, you know what? One thing I will mention is I wanted to call attention to the revival of one of my favorite indie games from the early PS3 era. Uh, they just released Shattered, Shatter Remastered Deluxe. 
And if you have not played Shatter, as I said, it is an indie game from the early PS3 era. Uh, it's essentially a like a, a breakout-ish type game, but with like vaporwave aesthetics, fantastic soundtrack, and your paddle can both blow things away and suck them in. And it just completely changed, like turns the formula of breakout on its head. And I think everybody should play this game. It's really cool. It's only 10 bucks. And I just wanted to just, you know, throw that out there. If you love indie games like I do, check out Shatter. It's really, really good. Nice. Uh, real quick, uh, Daniel, I think we're getting beeps. Discord beeps. We're getting beeps. Are we still getting beeps? There's John beeps. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> no worries. Um, am... You know, talking of indie games, there was an indie world. Um, yeah. Do any of you guys have any highlights from that presentation? I have you to admit, I only watched the ending. <laughs> You only watched Sports oh, Story for only <laughs> one part of it. Sports Story. What did you think? Wow, though? Like, there's like there's like Metal Gear sections in there. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, it's everything I loved about uh, Golf Story, but just more sports. Yeah, uh, I saw fishing, and people who know me that I love a fishing mini game in my video games. Oh yeah, uh, I I can't wait. It looks like it looks like a proper sequel. Like. <laughs> It deserved all the time it's been getting. It took uh, that time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Golf Story and it's coming was... out in September. <laughs> yeah, so soon. Golf Story is one of the most charming games of this era. Like, it's If you loved Mario Golf on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, um, play it. Just play it. Don't, don't even question it. Just play it. Um, it is so well written. It's so funny. And it take it, it goes in some like surprising places. And it's more than just golf. There's also like disc golf uh, and other sort of variants as well. Um, but it's I, I, just so jolly. Yeah, 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 it's just, it's so fun. Give it a go. But your sports story, only a month away. Right. I can't wait. <laughs> um, for me, I think the highlights were Pepper Grinder, because Devolver always hits, and that looks so oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, Goodbye World, which was a game that I saw myself at PAX East, just happened to discover, or PAX West, sorry, that I happened to discover, and I ended up staying there, standing at the kiosk, playing it for like an hour, because I just, it just pulled me in with its storytelling and i was like i really hope this comes to switch or something soon and lo and behold it's coming i think next month later this month it's really soon um, and yeah. uh it, it it super charming what i played of it so i'm looking forward to checking out more of that was there a highlight for you too daniel or just kind of what um the for others? the ones that haven't been mentioned uh, i really enjoyed what i saw for have a nice death that one looks really yeah, was uh, really yeah. intense the animations for that look so good just the the just the overall prospect of it's it's very business associated. <laughs> you have to, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just looks so good. So I, I know some people don't really enjoy the the whole roguelike style of games, but I mean, Hades was fantastic, and I, I think people are more open to try roguelike games like this one. So I hope I hope this one does well. I want to, I definitely want to try and check this out. There was the game with the pre-rendered backgrounds, and the title is escaping me, but it looked delightful. Um... What was it called? It had these sort of gorgeous sort of oh, painted backgrounds about. and 3D yeah. models. It looked great. Um, I'm sure chat knows, but it was it was a great looking game, and I can't wait for that. It, it, it like the, the diorama type visuals, right? Yeah, That's yeah. About. Yeah. Is it Dordonia? Is that what it was called? I th that may have been it. Yeah, that may have been it. it. Might have been. Yeah. Also, a space for the Unbound that looked really cool too. Yeah. I love the, I, I, uh, the yeah, 2D pixel the... aesthetic. 
I was scrolling around after this presentation. I saw a lot of people saying that like, this is one of the worst indie worlds. Like, well, what did you watch? There were so many great that. games in there. There's, <laughs> this is the kind of presentation where there's something for everybody. And if there is something here, you saw this whole thing. You didn't, you didn't see a single game that interests you. You just need to expand your mind a little more than that. So, All I needed was Sports Story, and I finally got it. So I'm, I'm <laughs> he doesn't even much. watch a presentation. He just watched Sports Story, and yeah. he's happy. Sports Story yeah. is every game in one. If you don't like any of those, you have to at least enjoy Sports Story, because you could do anything in the game, apparently. <laughs> yep. Um, who wants some sales figures? Sales okay. figures. Yeah, sales figures. I'll take him. Yeah. Nintendo released their quarterly earnings for this quarter, uh, and the Nintendo Switch family of systems has hit 114 million units, which Ooh. is the best-selling home console from Nintendo. Um, it's not DS level yet, but uh, it could get there if, if Switch has wow. the momentum. Um, but in terms of games, Animal Crossing has finally hit 40 million. Which, um, that might be more than all the other games combined, <laughs> I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think more interestingly though, we've got sales figures for games that came out this year. So Xenoblade Chronicles 3 sold 1.72 million units, which is pretty steady with what Xenoblade 2 sold. Um, yeah, good numbers. Um, I, I, maybe I expected more. I, I, don't, I don't think I expected much more, but maybe a bit more than that. But it's, it's a good result though. Um, yeah, I, I think I also expected a bit more. It, it, it's obviously still quite good but I think I was hoping it would outpace what it's currently doing just a little bit, probably because I'm currently playing it to have so much bias for this amazing game that I want more people to play it. Yeah. Um, round of applause for a pink guy. Kirby and the Forgotten oh, Land. Yeah. 5.27 million units. The best-selling yeah. Kirby game ever. I love How it. Do you, nice. Kirby. <laughs> Welcome so our good. new pink overlord. Yep. Um, Mario Strikers Battle League. 2.17 million units. The best-selling Mario Strikers game. Wow. That surprised that, me, honestly. That sold charged, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, it was surprised. charged um was in the one era. I think it's like one point five or something like that. Huh. Okay. I that's did not expect that. It's amazing for yeah. a game that was alive for two weeks. Yeah. So. That's yeah. why I'm so surprised. Yeah. Uh I don't know if this is surprising or not. Switch sports, six point one five million units. I think probably yeah, just think. on the on the Wii Sports name alone, that's not super surprising, but it still is a little bit surprising in its own way, just because Switch Sports feels like it came and went so quickly. Yeah, and that's that's a big success. Um, like if if it were, I think to get on the top ten, you need to be around thirteen million, so it's still less than half of that. But um, it's huge numbers though for um a game that seemingly left the conversation very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think the last number of note is Splatoon 3, with 7.9 million units. And what's interesting about this is in the first three days of sale in Japan, it sold around 3.5 million. Um, and this, this is around 28 days, I believe, this reported number. So it looks like the majority of sales came from Japan, um, which, again, isn't surprising. But um, I believe it's like around 3 million globally. So Japan is right. heavy lifting Splatoon right now. Yeah, that's interesting. But I mean, I, I I would have figured that it would have done gangbusters worldwide, and it still, of course, is relatively. Yeah. But Japan making up for basically half of that is is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. Anything to comment on with those numbers, or should we move right along? 
I think, um, we I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, I think just I think mainly just like Splatoon three. Holy, just the power of the Splatoon IP, Japan and and elsewhere. Holy crap, man! Yeah, like seven million units that quickly. That's wild. Everybody bow to our inkling overlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Um, there was a super chat for one of the topics I was going to discuss. We have brought it up already, but um, Buruchan thirteen gave us sixty five Mexican dollars. And says, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, a true legend. He'll be missed greatly. And we were going to talk about this, but we've had a super chat already. But yeah, what what a loss. Oh, absolutely. As we said earlier, I mean, he is Batman. To, like, to me, just every iteration. When, whenever I see Batman, I just think his voice. It's iconic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also had a wreck BCQ with $5. In the next Sonic game, you'll be able to play as Tails and Knuckles only if Sonic <laughs> puts on a hat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. No, don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Duncan's give us another $5. Uh, we know a lot of people hate cloud gaming on the Switch. Do you think that Nintendo will think about making a, making a more powerful system to be rid of the cloud? Um, maybe. Mm, not specifically I'm, I'm... for that reason. I, I think, yeah, I think they'll could... make as powerful a system as they can at the intersection of portability without, you know, jacking the price up too high for consumers, because I, th- I, th- I think they still want to maintain that really nice balance the switch struck between power and cost and portability, right? I mean, cloud on Switch is not of... prominent, is it? It's it's something a few third parties do, and Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's usually games that just wouldn't be on Switch anyway. Yeah, like Resident Evil 7 and 8. It yeah. feels like that's just partly on the developers themselves because a game like Nier Automata runs perfectly on Switch and you if, if Kingdom Hearts the PS2 games have to have cloud uh, uh, functionality in order to, to work on the Switch then what's stopping them from doing things like that for, for other titles that clearly need would need more power than what their uh, specs show but I, I don't know who knows what yeah, that that's yeah kind of what I was going to say I think regardless of how powerful of a system Nintendo makes you're going to see these cloud ports probably anyway <laughs> yeah i mean uh, you know the switch let's let's be clear the switch could definitely have run the the ps2 kingdom hearts games no problem square just oh, didn't yeah. want to yeah. build you know native ports of those games for the switch and i and part of me understands why but the switch could definitely have run those no they problem. wanted it in time for sora i think that's it really yeah, yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. exactly and like Nier Automata went down to like ten gigabytes on Switch, and that was like a wow. what a thirty forty gigabyte game. Yeah, on the it's it, crazy. It isn't a data issue. They could have compressed it. Um, yeah, they just they didn't want to. Um, Rec BCQ with one one more five dollar donation. Um, more Xenoblade Chronicles three sales, please. I want everyone I know and love to play this series. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. I just really wish there were a few less side quests in chapter six. They are endless you'll finish it eventually i promise (laughs) so much i love this game so much but there are so many side quests in chapter six it's ridiculous Uh, i know i don't have to uh, do them all but i want to because they're good side quests especially the hero quests yeah eventually i just had to let go i was like i just want to see where this goes i think i'm getting close to that point i think i'm gonna my, my issue is i know that once i finish the story it's very unlikely that i'll pick it back up to keep doing everything else because i have other games to play so I want to see and experience every bit of this game as much as I can before I finish it, you know, before mm-hmm. I finish the story. You know what? I didn't have this news topic down, but Lizard81288 with $5 has brought up something that we probably should discuss. 
And they say, I can't believe the verified Nintendo of America twi uh, tw Twitter account put a picture of Mario flipping the bird. I guess they're no longer family friendly. Yeah, that was um, that was hilarious, and that's caused. Sorry. I think that single handedly caused uh, Blue to be unavailable to, to obtain right now. So yeah, for those who don't know, um, Twitter Blue is available to everyone now, and um, it allows you to be verified. Uh, anyone can be verified, and people are using that to exploit accounts. So people have um, impersonated Valve, they've impersonated Nintendo, um, they've impersonated okay. Elon Musk. <laughs> Um, many, many, <laughs> many, many, many. Uh, how do I frame this? Um, I guess. What do you think about this? Like, what? What do you think about Twitter Blue in general? Oh well, God. I mean, <laughs> I, why? I, I mean, I get, why? I mean, I guess it's a really good way to figure out at a glance who's a tool because who's going to pay eight bucks a month for a blue check mark, right? I mean, I definitely see the value in being verified pre. Musk Musk's takeover, and, and that would have been nice to have that happen. But let's say I had been verified before that, I would not pay eight dollars a month to keep that check. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 got the same energy to me as uh, having the NFT hexagon profile. Things like you know like immediately yeah. who you don't want to follow if you see that. It's yeah. like I actually um I actually took away my check mark because I was embarrassed by it. Yeah. Um. It, it like I, I didn't want to be a so I didn't want anyone. Um. If if I reply to someone uh, and someone sees my check mark without checking if it's you know a Twitter blue or a verified one, I don't want to go through that hassle. I don't, I don't want to. It just feels embarrassing to have it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I, I it doesn't make sense. I think the the justification for it was like, oh, get rid of the the lords and um like peasant system or something like that. But m making it so that you have to pay a premium is more of a lord system than it ever was uh and it, ju it just doesn't mean anything anymore apparently twitter blue has been taken down taken down entirely yep oh really oh, really i well, thought it was just a temporary <laughs> takedown it's weird because you see some accounts like nintendo of america now they have a a second official check mark underneath to show that they're like an actual like verified agent. but then what's the point <laughs> what's the point at that at point and i feel bad for like friends that we know who still have the check mark from being you know authentic like genuinely verified now they're being associated with this other lower echelon of people that just are just paying for this check mark when they haven't before because they haven't taken away like you have john so it's it's a whole mess it's just, just like problems upon problems on this now and i i fear for this site's longevity at this point elon's told I, I... staff that um to expect to lose billions and that bankruptcy isn't out of the question yeah i, I read that yeah and I, and I read like behind the, the apparently there have been behind the scenes talks about uh, charging for DMs at all, like charging just to use Twitter DMs and it or or, or even having Twitter itself behind a paywall. And I'm like, what the? F he I mean, does it, not it's, care. It's, it's only taken two weeks for him to completely ruin and tank Twitter. Yeah, like it's just it's such a it's a bummer. <laughs> it is a I mean, bummer. To be fair, it was a hellscape before <laughs> a takeover, but it's so much worse now. Yeah. Some people rely on this for their networking and their jobs. Right. Um, you know, mm -hmm. just come in and messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do have a few more super chats. So let's get more upbeat. Master of Hamsters with $10 saying, I got an unexpected day off yesterday thanks to Hurricane Nicole. So I spent it beating Sonic Frontiers. I haven't played a boost form in a Sonic game in a long time, so this was a great comeback. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, 
Oh no, two dollars from Good Vibes Gaming. They don't have a they have a check mark though. It says Inception. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Good Vibes Inception. There is a double bill of Pokemon news to discuss. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but Pokemon Violet and Scarlet have leaked. Uh, the ROM oh, yeah. is out there. People are playing it. Uh, and with that means that people are leaking the contents of the game too. So <laughs> yes, people so. are showing starter evolutions and Pokemon mm -hmm. that haven't been revealed yet. Uh, I've been a good boy. I haven't seen any of this. But have you guys been spoiled in anything yet? Oh yeah, I, I, checked, I checked out the whole list of Pokemon that's been revealed at this point. <laughs> you just went all in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean... Honestly, yeah. I think people give a bad vibe to leaks like this in general. If it's informational, if it's something that, like, you know, it's part of the game, it, it sucks if you want to stay unspoiled, honestly, of course, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it, sometimes these leaks help people decide if they want to buy a game or not, like, certain aspects of this game. Uh, beyond just, you know, information, and, like, in this case, seeing the Pokemon themselves, but, like, other mechanics, other things that you see that... uh maybe you don't agree with, or I don't know. I, I don't think they're as bad as people say that they are. Um, obviously, I would never spoil anything m myself. I want to keep people unspoiled if they want to remain unspoiled. But, but I mean, for what for what it is, I think I, I, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. Some interesting decisions that I've, I've, I've seen as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't find a, a big deal about, about it, for, especially for Pokemon at this point, because everyone knows this is going to happen <laughs> weeks in advance. This is this is always this happens in every single Pokemon release. I'm just like I I I'm tired of trying to avoid it at this point. So you know, that's just you my know, take I, though. I, I did look at the leaks for Pokemon Sun and Moon, and like I should preface this by saying personally, I prefer when games don't leak because I I know the you know the level of you know work and production that goes into making and marketing and releasing a video game, and to have that piss taken out of development teams really sucks like god of war leaked in the same way and i thought that was a huge bummer uh so i would have preferred that it didn't leak but at the same time while there are games when they leak that i do want to avoid spoilers personally i agree in terms of what you said daniel about pokemon specifically while i wish it hadn't leaked i personally don't care about pokemon spoilers so i actually probably will go look at it just because i'm curious and i don't Pokemon spoilers just don't mean that much to me. And I'm already planning on playing Scarlet and Violet. So I'll probably go look at, you know, see what's what. Yeah. It, it's, it's, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it, it's by the game basis for me. Like Pokemon is just like whatever, honestly. But the other bigger titles like like Tears of the Kingdom, I don't want to see anything about that, honestly. So it, it's, it's, yeah, by, it's, it's, it's by the game. game. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. With um, Pokemon, I will say my my most memorable Pokemon experience probably was Black and White, where I didn't know a lot of the Pokemon, and so every random encounter was like, "Well, I've got to catch this guy. Look at him!" Um, and I don't feel like you can really have that again in the modern era. Um, mm -hmm. so I I'm trying to avoid it for that reason, but you're right. Like, there's no harm. There's no harm really seeing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just dislike when there's bad faith actors who will purposefully try to spoil people when they know they don't want to be spoiled. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, which happens way too often. Way too um, often. But yeah, for the most part, I agree. Like, it's not it's not really a huge deal, but I I do think that maybe the developers probably want to have those reveals saved for themselves. Yeah. Uh, like a like I think about Sakurai and all the power power all the time they put into those <laughs> you know reveal trailers that they do, just to have a name 
in a picture released like four days early or something. Like that's yeah. gotta suck, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. We've got two quick super chats. Duncan is here again with five dollars, and Duncan says, "John, I've seen many of your tweets. Is My Little Pony Maritime Bay Adventure better than Elden Ring?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Cutie Caitlin, thirty dollars. Thank you. Wow. Uh, good vibes incoming. Booked airline tickets to see my girlfriend and meet her parents hey. for the first time. Ooh, snap. Nice. Wow. Congratulations. Awesome. Enjoy that trip. That's yeah. wonderful. All right. We've got a second half to this Pokemon news. And this is not to do with games. Has anyone seen the anime episode? The recent one? Saw a clip uh, from per, it. I've not I seen the episode itself, no. I haven't this seen the whole thing. This is how it goes, isn't it? Because uh, it's not been dubbed yet. So um, a lot of this is just sort of coming through those who have seen it in Japanese. But all the all the news sites, everyone on Twitter, they're talking about the result. And uh, we've just been talking about spoilers. And I, I feel bad talking about this now. Um, shall, shall we do it? Shall, shall we rip, rip off the band-aid? I think it's time. Do it. Might as well. Might as well. Ash? Not you. Not Paulson. Catch him. <laughs> If you went into this episode um, with the title Ash is the Greatest, by the way, we're not talking about Paulson. I mean, he is uh -huh. great, but we're I talking about the other Ketchum. I, I, I was already, I've already been the greatest, been there, done that. It's another Ash's turn now, right? Yeah. But yeah, Ash has won. He is the champion. Yeah. He is the world champion. He has He's won, done I think, twice before. Was it like the Orange Islands and then the Sun and Moon? He, he won. Yeah, but... He won the Alola yeah. League. But, I, yeah. but apparently it was like a technicality in, in some way where he didn't actually have to face off against that many other elite trainers to get there mm -hmm. so it was like kind of like almost like a from what i understand was kind of like a half step like yeah he won but he didn't really have to go through the full gauntlet that you would normally right. have to go through to win whereas now he's a world champion so after all these years uh, pokemon's been on the uh i want to say for 25 years the anime 25 um, years yeah. 25 years, and this boy's been 10 all that time. <laughs> After 25 years. Finally <laughs> 25 years, and he's still 10. Yeah. Um, and that's why the question earlier was proposed about whether the anime is going to continue. Um, I think it will. But, I think it will. Yeah. Um, how crazy, though. Um, this has been a great series in general. I watched Journeys with my daughter, and it's been so cool just watching Ash go around different regions. Um, it just feels like a big fan service to those who have grown up with the whole franchise and to, to end like this very very cool yeah yeah and it's funny they uh they even aired it live i guess in shibuya mm -hmm. and the shibuya crossing in japan they actually aired him winning live on all the big screens and all the buildings because it was such a big deal which i thought was really cool and uh yeah no it's it's great it's great to finally see him win my namesake finally is the best <laughs> there ever was and uh, i love it <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, the um, if, for those who don't know, um, in the Japanese version, during the the final battle, they played the original intro song for the first season of Pokemon, uh, oh. during that fight, and people are like, "Please, please do that for the English version as well." That would be so awesome to hear that. It's just where it just brings it all around. Oh, it's gonna get me oh, misty-eyed, man. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. Oh, There's yeah. a very special scene uh, that's tied to that. Um, that I don't know. Are we spoiling that hard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know how sure. we how we deal with this. I don't know how deep you want to go with that. I mean, that's as far as I was going to go, which is the music, because I thought that was really cool. And we don't know if that's going to happen in the English version as well. 
but um it's tied to a cool moment i'll say that that uh mm-hmm. even just watching a crappy twitter video got me a little choked up oh yeah I probably won't watch until it's dubbed i want to watch it i want to watch the series i want to watch it properly yeah sure. mm-hmm. i gotta get back into that i stopped like after the first season that was on netflix i want to go back into it and watch because there's some i love ash's team in this it's so it's so varied from all of your different regions it's so eclectic yeah, I kind of fell off the Pokemon anime probably too long ago for me to ever get caught up, but I always enjoyed it. Like, it's it's always, I've never not liked watching it when I do sit down to watch it. I just kind of got behind, and there's so much to watch that I just don't feel like I can ever catch up. Uh-huh. I think that's the end of our news for now, though. So just as a little yeah. segue, we got a $5 super chat from Floxcat, who says, I think I just missed this, but if you're talking about Pokemon leaks, I do agree, as I myself see them as extremely sad that this was a spoiler. And um, then my boy Duncan's back here again with $5. GVG, what are your thoughts on the Star Wars sequel trilogy? I feel like it gets way too much hate. It's my favorite Star Wars trilogy. What have you done, Duncan? You've just opened Oh no, we'll be so here for a a quick segue, Duncan. I know. <laughs> um, first of all, Flock, I agree with you. As I kind of mentioned earlier, I do agree with you, and thank you for the super chat. But yeah, I agree. It's a shame that, that it leaked in this case. Uh, and Duncan, ah, man, I, I'm like a casual Star Wars fan. So like, you know, I'm not like hardcore or passionate about Star Wars. But I agree. I do think the sequel trilogy gets too much hate. I like Seven. I like The Last Jedi. Sorry, not sorry. But you know what? The Rise of Skywalker actually did kind of suck, I think. Uh, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I, I think Seven is a fun... It's a fun movie. It's not a masterpiece. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, eight? It's interesting. Uh, I, th- I, don't, I don't think it's perfect. I think it's a very interesting yeah. movie, though. Um, and then Episode Nine, I thought, was legitimately was... dreadful. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not pretty a bad. Film. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. But I do think the cast gets too much hate for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's a great you know, cast. And it's usually from those usual corners of the internet because they hate the cast because of the diversity element. I love that element. Right. Obviously, we do here. I thought the cast was great. I loved Ray. I love Finn. All of them. But yeah, the the storytelling in episode nine sucks. I mean, episode nine does does most of the cast a disservice as well. Like all the characters they're building. Yeah. In seven and eight. Uh, just torn down. Finn especially. Finn got done dirty in that yeah. trilogy. Or Finn. Like his character mm-hmm. arc. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, that is the news for the week then. And, um, Ash, can you kick us off with your patron question? Yes, I can. So my patron topic, and by the way, uh, every week we do have our patrons at the producer tier and above submit to- topics for us to discuss every week on the show. So if you want to get in on that action, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash gbgaming. With that said, my topic for, uh, for this week comes from Dat Alpha Lion, who asks, Sega has a lot of franchises under their belt that aren't really widely known to the gaming community. So my question is, what are some Sega games or franchises that you could recommend that aren't Sonic, Yakuza, or anything from Atlas? And I'm a huge Sega fan, as you guys know. Three series immediately came to mind for me, and they all cover different genres. First of all, Streets of freaking Rage, man. Oh, Streets yeah. of Rage, my favorite beat-em-up series of all time. If you haven't played Streets of Rage 2 and 4, you are missing out on genuinely two of the, maybe the two best beat-em-ups of all time, in my opinion, Uh, but two of the very best for sure. Then you got OutRun. Arcade racing would not exist without OutRun, and if you love arcade racing like I do, you gotta play OutRun. It is the feeling of driving down the coast with with the top down and music playing. 
solidified into a video game. It is that in video game form. It's awesome. And Outrun then, Two uh, is incredible oh, as well. Outrun Don't Two, sleep on Outrun yeah. Two. And uh, the the Xbox Live Arcade version, the Outrun, which what was that called? Uh, Outrun cool. Online Arcade. I can't remember, but that the whatever version they had for Xbox Live Arcade was so good. Mm-hmm. So good, but definitely play uh, the Sega Ages version of Outrun on Switch. It's probably the definitive version of the game, honestly, uh, of the original game. And then you got uh, Hatsune Miku, fantastic rhythm game series that plenty of people know about, but maybe if you're not in that niche, you don't know as much about it. But, you know me, I love my Japanese rhythm games, and Hatsune Miku is like one of the standard bearers for that. Mm-hmm. So that's three Sega franchises that came to my mind immediately. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so many. I think you can list off pretty much any any big sega ip and it's worth playing yeah um the shinobi series is incredible revenge of shinobi shinobi 3 um, oh, even yeah. the 3ds shinobi is pretty good um just a really great series um the dreamcast is full of incredible sega series like choo choo rocket oh, and yeah. jet set radio and skies of arcadia oh, yeah. um i could go on and on and on um there's just so i, I think the dreamcast and saturn era are some of my favorite ones. Like Mega Drive, of course, has tons and tons like Shining Force and Reister. But um, Saturn with Panzer Dragoon. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of the remake, but the original Saturn trilogy of of One, Sway, and Saga are masterpieces. Um, what about you guys there? A lot of ones have already been stated, so I will definitely say Valkyria Chronicles is probably one of my favorites from oh, Sega. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not surprising coming from me, but it's a it's a turn based tactical role playing game, um, very military set, but, but it's a very military yet anime setting <laughs> in like a, a fantasy kind of Europe Definitely. Europe uh, uh, setting of you control your units, you have a tank. You, uh, there's a, there's a really cool story with it too. Valkyria Chronicles 1 is fantastic. Valkyria Chronicles 4 is like adjacent to that game as well. So you see a different perspective within that same story. Uh, those two are probably the most accessible to play. And I, I do highly recommend those. Uh, and because Steve isn't here and I don't have anything else to say, I'll say Fantasy Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, um, Fantasy Star are three and four on NSO. I know I you can get are. the first one on Sega Ages. But yes, I, I, think I think Mega Drive on. must have. I th- I'm pretty sure it's three at the very least. They're also on the Genesis collection or Mega Drive collection. Uh, like the what's the, this Ultimate Genesis collection or something. But it's on Switch and it has like 30 games, including, I think, most of the Fantasy Star games. Yeah. Sweet. I, I'd love to see also a uh, some kind of modern take on Space Harrier because I grew up with playing that game with my dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And on rail shooters are just always fun. Uh, Maybe that's their super game, the super game Space Harrier. Oh man, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, Afterburner, Jet Set Radio. I mean, just there's so much to love about Sega outside of Sonic, Yakuza, and yeah. Atlas games. So mm-hmm, much for sure. I didn't say Pio 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 Pio. Oh, yeah, Pio Pio. There you go. Um, continuing the Sega trend, I'll do my question. It's from Colin, who says, With Sonic Frontiers out, let's talk about Sonic's friends. If we get another spin-off focused on someone other than Sonic, which of Sonic's friends would you like to see as the protagonist? Uh, we were kind of talking about this a bit earlier, about Sonic's yeah. friends. I, I think um, there was an era in the 2000s where a big criticism was, Ah, Sonic's frickin' friends ruining yeah. everything. Um, yeah. But I think that criticism was really misguided. Um, there's, there's, of course, a few characters that weren't fun to play as. Uh, I think most people are talking about Big the Cat, really. Who, <laughs> I th- oh, yeah. I, I think 
uh, I've played worse fishing in games. Um, but when it comes to, like flying as tails or gliding as knuckles or just playing a shadow or someone, I think those instances are always really fun. And uh, Sega tried this on the 32X with Knuckles Chaotix, giving him his own spin-off. And um, it, it was it was definitely not a great game. There's there's merits to it, but I love playing as Knuckles. Um, Knuckles, you know, was given a spotlight in Sonic and Knuckles, but we haven't really had a proper Knuckles game since then. And they, there hasn't been a Knuckles playstyle since, I mean, if you disregard Boom, I think since 06, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it can it's be really more than just treasure hunting. I think you can make a really fun platformer with those gliding mechanics. And I'd love to see another Knuckles game. Yeah, expand the uh, yeah the echidna lore with, with that. Yeah, yeah that. make it all about the echidna lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, um, for me, I mean, Knuckles is a great answer, but for me, it's Tails. Yeah. Every day, all day. You guys know, Tails is one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, I love Knuckles. He's like an 11 out of 10. But for me, Tails is like a 15 out of 10, man. And I just, I want to see more of Adventure Era Tails who takes on the mantle of being a hero himself and not always needing to lean on Sonic or not needing to lean on Sonic at all, really. And I, I want to see that Tails return and I want to play as a full game as that Tails where he goes off and does his own thing. Sonic's off, I don't know. He's taking a chili dog vacation, but some other threat happens and he's got to deal with it himself. And I'd be so down for that. Tales Adventure Two. Yeah, Tales <laughs> Adventure Two, baby. Hell yeah. Oh man, I uh, I I love Sonic Rush, and I think I was hoping someone see, would say Blaze. <laughs> say Blaze the Cat, of course. Yeah, because yeah. uh, she works so well in that game, and I, I love the aesthetic. I love the the whole fire aesthetic as well, and she's a very cool character. I think. Um, I Blaze. You Blaze see her. Underrated. You see her a bit in other titles, but they don't really utilize her in the way I feel like they could. She has a lot of potential, and she pretty much play, plays like Sonic. So pretty much anything yeah. that Sonic's been doing, you could probably insert Blaze into it and, and have like some other kind of fire mechanics in, integrated into it. And that would be that'd be really cool, honestly. Blaze's design is like one of the best. I, I think yeah. her design's incredible. Yeah. Agree. Apparently, there's already a mod for Frontiers that replaces Sonic with Blaze. I'm not so. surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I'd like to see a a 2D platformer featuring specifically featuring Mighty and Ray. Uh, oh yeah. Because I really yeah. liked their addition to Sonic Mania Plus. Um, and if Sega isn't gonna let Sonic be in a 2D classic Sonic game. <laughs> Put Mighty and Ray on the box instead. Yeah. Let's try that out. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd, I'd kind of I... want to see Ray's gliding mechanics in 3D. I think that could be really fun. Oh, yeah. He's oh, got yeah. like that Super Mario World cape thing cape? going on. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I think we just made every Shadow fan out there cry, you guys. Not a single one of us said Shadow. <laughs> Who? He's got a video <laughs> He's game. He's got a game. He already has one. Fair enough. Yeah. But to, to be fair, so does Tails and so does Knuckles. That's true. That's true. So, you know. Not Mighty and Ray. Yeah, not Mighty and Ray. No, Mighty <laughs> Ray Always yeah. sharing the spotlight with Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniel and Brandon, which of you want to go next? Uh, I'll go ahead. Okay. Um, this is from Cutie Caitlin. It says, Game hacks and modding have given us some truly awesome experiences. Quick weapon select using L or R and Link to the Past, adding DX-style color to Game Boy games that never had the color treatment, and so much more. Do you guys have any mods or hacks that you enjoy or think add to the experience? To mix it up, leave out translations. Not that they aren't valid, but I'm talking changes beyond text. 
so I have a mod installer for Sonic Adventure 2, a game that I have a love-hate relationship with. Mm. Uh, and there are a lot of mods that help make that game work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites is... Uh, we were talking about this earlier. There's a, a toggle that changes the light speed dash to its own button. Yeah, that's a oh, great man. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just little things like that that make the experience a lot more enjoyable. Because uh, typically what happens is, like, I have fond memories of Sonic Adventure 2, but then I'll go and play it. I'll get through City Escape, and then after that, I do the next level, and I remember why I never keep going. <laughs> Does this mod fix the radar in Knuckles' level so that every Emerald piece flashes? Uh, I think... It did have mods for that. I can't remember specifically, but there were there were specifically options for knuckle stages. That was such a weird downgrade from Adventure One. It was, yeah. Man, yeah, I I love Adventure Two by default, but um, mm -hmm. in my adult years, I've come back to those mech levels of Tails and Eggman. I just don't really enjoy them. I don't like them either. Yeah, I've always been more of an Adventure One guy myself. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Yeah, and that was going to be my answer actually. Adventure One, um, the I I don't love DX. Um, I think the GameCube version added some really weird visual changes. I love that 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 low poly Dreamcast model so much, and I didn't love how they made these these sort of glossy shiny models for GameCube. And then of course the physics were somewhat messed up. It was more glitchy. And there's a great mod for the PC version that basically fixes all that stuff, makes it look like the Dreamcast version again. And just makes it look and feel better. Um, so sorry to give another Sonic Adventure answer there, but Adventure One <laughs> would be my pick for uh, best mods. I have very little experience with mods, just because you know I, I very rarely. I mean, I never really played games on PC growing up over the years or anything. I just never really dabble into them. I think they're really cool, and I, I'm really impressed by the mod community and what they are able to accomplish with various games. So I don't have a great answer for this one, and it's not quite the main thrust of your question, Caitlin. But I did play one mod that I really loved uh, when I back when I uh, hacked my Wii to make it homebrew to run homebrew stuff. I played newer Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh, and it's just a it's just a brand new. It's a whole damn new game, basically. Yeah. It doesn't improve the original. It's just a new game with like a new overworld and original assets, and it was really good. Like, genuinely, I had a great time just I 100% of the whole thing. So not quite the main thrust of your question, but it's really the only answer I have for this, unfortunately. But I would absolutely, if and when I do ever play the Pixel remasters, I would play them with the font uh, fixing mod for PC. For sure. <laughs> oh, God. For it's, like, this yeah. long. Yeah. yeah, that was the newer Super Mario Brothers. That was the one where... I, I played a bit, too. Like, you get a mushroom, and it doesn't stop everything. You just keep going. Like, it, it doesn't... Yeah. Bring your thing like to Mario home. Land. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much more sense, especially when you're in a multiplayer game, to not have right. it freeze at, oh, like yeah. four times when someone opens up a, a an item box. Yeah, that was that's right. things like that. I wish it would implement more in in the mainline series. Agreed. Um, for me, I think the most uh, <laughs> the the craziest mod I've ever dabbled with would probably just be Project M for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Cool. That was it was insane how much uh love and attention was put into that to make the game a lot more like uh melee it's like b before we had smash 4 and, and smash ultimate um melee was probably the one that a lot of my friends in my circle played with the most and um we weren't a lot of us weren't really as pleased with brawl's physics as uh other people might say they are 
So that's something that I really delved into for a long time. I bought a CRT television just so I could mm. have a more authentic experience with that with our friend, the little friend circle. And we had a great time with it. Just being able to put in music that I felt like belonged in the game, uh, textures, so many cool costumes. Like there was Sonic with a Jet Set Radio yeah. costume. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so many interesting things like that that you just wouldn't normally see uh, Nintendo do in their or in their official titles so yeah that was that's one of my favorite things one of the coolest mods for that was the option where um so the way i would set up the game is have it be health like hp and you can set the hp like way higher than you normally could and also delete the blast zones so that when somebody flies off the side they'll appear on the other side again but they'll lose some that's percentage cool. so that's part of it <laughs> or like if they smash somebody high enough they'll appear off the bottom now <laughs> And if they fall again, they'll lose more percentage. So it was a really cool way to do health uh, battles for, yeah, the, the stamina battles in, in, a, in a completely different and unique way. And uh, that was that was one of my favorites to do. So yeah, things like that. I just th those are really fun. That, that's probably the only mod I really invested myself in, honestly. Right. There's one uh, mod I want to mention. I'm, I'm going to try to find a picture of it as we go on, and I'll post it in live audience chat. But uh someone sent me in fact it might have been one of you who sent me a picture i think it was derek maybe of a Mega Man mod for smash ultimate that makes him look like the original line art like the original oh, yeah you know, oh, yeah it, like it, it's like oh. cell shaded it, it looks so good and i want to find it because it looks amazing but we can obviously move on while some I, really cool ultimate uh, mods too yeah RexCBCQ yeah. is uh, joining the conversation with $5, saying, if you're talking about new experiences, I'd mention ROM hacks specifically for Pokemon and Classic Sonic. Yeah, they're, they're both full of huge amounts of ROM hacks. I've unfortunately not played very many Pokemon ROM hacks, but I know, I know people have their careers built on playing those things. Yeah. Um, also, Simeon's... I just posted the picture in live audience chat of the mod I was talking ah. about. It looks Simeon's so as Daniel was just speaking, before he goes on to his topic, um, Duncan has given us another $2 and says, what was your favorite MCU film? Mine is Endgame. We can make this one fairly Ooh. quick. Um, I think mine is still Thor Ragnarok. That's Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. Uh... I might say mm, Guardians of the Galaxy or Black Panther. It's mm. really hard. Black Panther's really good. I don't know. Shang Chi's really good for me. That was a fantastic was movie. Good, yeah, fantastic movie. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Gun to my head, I would say Black Panther. Maybe Winter Soldier. It's yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Oh, good choices. Yeah. Uh, so, Daniel, what is your question? My question is one I think some of us have answered before, but some of us here also have not. So it's interesting always to delve into this one uh, by Virdron. Uh, what is your dream animated projects to come out of Nintendo after the Mario movie? Um, definitely a hot topic right now because everyone's talking about Mario, obviously, for, for better or for worse in some aspects. Uh, mostly positive, I think. Man, after that, like, if it doesn't have to, because Nintendo has their own uh, animation studio now developing too. So, so you have to wonder what they're planning after this. Uh, they're planning for the future already. And... Um, I, I guess it's on brand. I would love to see, especially after seeing how good it looks right now, uh, some something Fire Emblem related with the animation that they're doing <laughs> right now with nice. Engage, because it looks so good. It looks so nice. Um, I love it if they, and I know it's cheating because 
Marth already had his animation OVA series a while back, uh, a long time ago, which is uh, you mean Mars, Mars, <laughs> but Mars, yeah. Mars. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's something. But I feel like we can, we can definitely change that. Uh, it, it would either probably be a, a retelling of Marth's story, um, or it would be cool if it was its own actual original series as well. Like just not uh, apart from all the games, so that uh, when characters die. They actually they they'll die like like that'd be a cool little uh, aspect of it was that like these are super important characters but they actually will die so that the whole permadeath feeling that you feel during the actual main game is uh alive and very much well alive they'll be dead is uh, very much there um, but yeah yeah I, I think they could do something like that the 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 uh, I'm seeing in chat like a three houses anime I mean I don't know how you would do that because there's so many routes um, do you, they, that would probably like traditional two G two D anime, or you're picturing like Awakening CG. Uh, I think, oh man, I mean, if, if it was like a movie, probably like Awakening and, and uh, engage CG style. I think that would work really well. If it's an animated series, like more traditionally drawn, I think that would look really good as well. It's like a ongoing animated series. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's that's something I probably would see. If if there was a three houses one, maybe that would be the golden route. That that'd be really interesting if they did that instead. Um, cool. it, it could start as a as a tropey high school anime before <laughs> delving into its deep plot. Yeah, that's season one, <laughs> and then season two is when it gets all real and serious. That it's already set exactly. up that way. <laughs> I mean, Man. I want all the things. Like, I, I mean, I I've said this before. I'll say it again. I have ever since Palutena's reveal trailer for Smash Four. I've been wanting mm -hmm. a full-on Smash Brothers anime, and I'd that would still be my main my main pick. It'll never happen. But if I could have one thing, it would be a Smash Brothers anime done in that style of the Palutena reveal trailer. But beyond that, I think something that could really that makes a lot of sense and could really work well is a Metroid movie. Yeah. I think a Metroid movie could be so good if done right. Yeah, you know, they'd have to do it right. But if they did it right, it could be amazing. I yeah. heard there are some good scripts for that out there too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> People are yeah. in the director's chair. Yeah, yeah. When in, in um. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. In the absence of these franchises having like game representation, uh, but previously having anime, uh, Star Fox and Kid Icarus are two mm -hmm. series I really love the characters for. And if I can't get video games with them, just throw them in a show and let me enjoy it that way. Yeah, I, I was scared that Ash was going to steal my answer when he said about the Kid Icarus <laughs> smash short. I was like, oh, I've still got this in the bag. And then Brandon yeah. swoops in. I'm <laughs> sorry. Kid Icarus had those three shorts, if you remember. There was the Palutena one. There was um, Her cooking I one. The, the cook, yeah, the cooking one. There were wow. two other ones, all done by different studios. There was a and there was so, one in 3D. That's it, yeah. They, they were so fun. Um, but yeah, that, that smash one with Link versus Pit was so fun. So good. So good. Yeah. It's so so good. good. And you know, Kid Icarus Uprising is a joyful game for many reasons, yeah. but the script is a big part of it. Um, just the constant chatter in the background. Like the the characters are solid. Hades is one of the best Nintendo Aww. villains. Mm -hmm. um, so good. A, a series could be phenomenal. Uh, phenom phenomenal <laughs> is what I meant to say. Uh, also, you know, a Xenoblade anime. I'd love yeah. to see an anime adaptation of any of the Xenoblade games. Mm -hmm. Hell, all three of them. Yeah, it's it I feels it's the good. first one feels like a setup for one anyway. Like just yeah. divide the chapters into episodes. Right. Yeah, it'd yeah, be great. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so. We good? Yeah, the, the company is Nintendo Pictures now. Um, they they right. created the Pikmin shorts prior, so they definitely have a lot of experience. Um, and we don't know if they're, they're going to be utilized as like a CG studio for game cutscenes, or whether they're going to make movies. Um, I'd imagine they'll make like TV content. You know what? Jason posted something in our live audience chat that I think is a genuinely great idea that I never would have thought of. Pilot Wings Slice of Life anime. That uh, could work. You <laughs> know? That could nice really speech. work. I'd be into it. I'd be super into that. Yeah, Pilot Wings needs more love, period. Yeah. It could I'd be, be anything. It. Like, honestly, yeah. it's weird that we got an F-Zero anime when it's not exactly the highest performing series from Nintendo, even at that time. So I, we could get anything from from them. Yeah. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be down for it. Do you reckon that anime was greenlit because of the Falcon Punch? They're like, we can contextualize Falcon Punch. <laughs> probably. The only reason, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I wouldn't or be surprised. Or just his overall persona in Smash. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that's the reason why. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for this episode of GVG Cast. Uh, Ash, can you please take us out? Yes, I can. So once again, that was uh, our patron topics for the week. And if you want to find out, uh, you know, everything we have to offer all of our patrons, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can join uh, join our Patreon for as little as $1 a month, which gets you into the best damn gaming community on the internet. We still have to trademark that phrase. But yes, that is the end of episode 32 of the GVG cast. And thank you all so much for hanging out with us at the earlier John-friendly time of about 12.45 p.m. Pacific today. But uh, yeah, as always, we have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen and everything we do happen, because without you, we could not do everything we do. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And also, as always, we have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, wonderful, stupendous folks include, drumroll, Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedrod Hotik, Benny Yao, Blindman, Azran127, Black King, Pagrema, Geller, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, Eddie B, Jessica Toad, Michael McCaw, Nope, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Justin Matthews, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Ascaron 809, Ryaner, Nathan Steele, Spicy Atanda, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Casey's Mom, Mega Amster, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Andy Mine P, Ad, Kyle the Monarch, Dat Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Kyle Gamer, and Barry Rookie, Jay Brox, Salad Dinner, 
Blaze Colored, Eric, Turbo, DGC, Cat EV Person 5, Lady Maxillary, Shadow Rider 755, and last but certainly not least, Dr. Ryan. Thank you all so much for everything you do for us. We're about to head out to our patron-exclusive post-show. Again, head on, head on over to patreon.com gvgaming if you want to find out more about that. But that is it from us today. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and we will see you next week. Good night and good vibes. Bye, yep. everybody. Till we meet Bye. again.